welcome back to the Olden Photography Podcast. Just a couple of announcements before we begin. The Olden Photography Podcast is now available on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, and Spotify. Listener support is now available on anchor.fm slash oldenphotography. So if you want to give directly to the podcast, you can do so there. Also, I am looking for someone to compose theme music for the podcast. So if you or someone you know is up to the challenge, you can email me at gerald at oldenphotography.com. That is gerald at oldenphotography.com. So our subject today, Nikon versus Sony, the battle of the mirrorless systems. So Nikon is taking aim at Sony with a couple new cameras. So we're going to get into the specs, comparisons, and my thoughts on the entire situation. Nikon last week announced a couple new cameras, the Z7 and the Z6. Now these cameras are lined up to be direct competitors to Sony's a7R3 and a 7 So we're going to see how they compare. First, the Nikon cameras. The Z7 has a 45.7 megapixel BSI sensor. BSI is backside illuminated sensor. So backside illuminated sensors generally do better in low light. It has a 493 point phase detection autofocus system. Native ISO range of 64 to 25,600, shoots 9 frames per second, and has 5-axis stabilization in body directly on the sensor. That is priced at $3,400. The Nikon Z6, 24.5 megapixel BSI sensor. 273 point on sensor phase detection autofocus system native iso range of 100 to 51200 shoots at 12 frames per second also has the five axis stabilization that is priced at two thousand dollars now let's see how those compare to the sony cameras so the sony one that uh the nikon z7 is competing with is the a7r3 the z7 has a 45 megapixel sensor the a7r3 has a 42.4 megapixel sensor now the autofocusing system on the sony has 425 autofocusing points native iso range of 100 to 32,000. shoots at 10 frames per second also has a five axis stabilization system comes in at $3,000, $400 less than the Nikon. The a7 III is going to be closer to the Nikon Z6, 24.2 megapixel sensor, BSI sensor at that, has 693 auto focusing points, native ISO range of 100 to 51,200, shoots at 10 frames per second, 5-axis stabilization, and comes in at $2,000, same price as the Nikon Z6. There's a lot of reviews, previews of these two Nikon systems out, and a lot of them are going to focus on what Nikon did wrong. I'm going to talk about that too, but I don't like to be negative, so 
First, let's talk about the things that Nikon got right with these new with these new cameras. First, the ergonomics. Disclaimer, I have yet to hold any of these cameras in my hand. Looking at them and reading the specs, physically, both of these cameras are identical. All the buttons, knobs, and dials are in the exact same spot. The only difference is going to be the sensor inside. But looking at what Nikon has released and what people who actually have gotten their hands on the camera say that it feels a lot like a Nikon camera. Nikons are known for their great ergonomics on their cameras, nice deep grips, nice button placement, buttons are tactile, work well, feel great, and these cameras look to be no exception to that. The five-axis sensor stabilization is another thing that Nikon got right with these cameras. DSLRs do not have that you are mostly relying on the stabilization built into the lenses of your DSLR. So for instance, I shoot mainly with a Nikon D750 DSLR, has no stabilization on the sensor. I am using my VR lenses mostly to compensate for the lack of stabilization on the sensor. So that is vibration reduction on the lens. Now, with this it being inside the camera body, any lens you put on this camera body is going to be stabilized, going to give you sharper images because you're introducing less handshake when you're taking your photos. Another thing that I like about these camera systems is the new Z mount. Nikon has been using their F mount system since 1956. The F mount system is great. You have a large selection of lenses and even the cameras that they've released to this day, the latest camera before these new mirrorless cameras, the Nikon D850 uses that F mount system and it's a, a great system, but some of the limitations were its size did not allow for any lenses faster than a F 1.4. With this new Z mount, it's a larger mount and shorter flange distance with the lenses. The Z mount will allow for glass up to f.95, so very fast glasses. Nikon has recognized that people are still going to want to use their f mount lenses on these mirrorless cameras, so they did develop an adapter. They call it the FTZ adapter, F to Z, which will allow you to use most of your F mount lenses on the Z cameras and not lose any function. Uh, a great thing that Nikon did is that they use the same batteries on these new cameras that are in the, the D850 and the D750. So same batteries. So if you already have extra batteries because you've owned one of those previous cameras, you can still use those batteries in these new systems. They did develop newer batteries, but they are the same form factor. Your existing batteries will work. It's just these newer batteries have a higher capacity. So you get more shots out of it because a mirrorless camera consumes more battery. Unlike a DSLR, the sensor is on all the time because of the electronic viewfinder. Another thing, all the current Nikon accessories like their flashes, your remote triggers and intervalometers, things like that, 
they will work with these new cameras. So that is another positive thing that Nikon has done with this with these new camera systems. Also, another great introduction is silent shooting with the electronics shutter. Shooting with a DSLR, there's a noticeable mirror slap when shooting a photo because the mirror has to flip out of the way. You hear the shutter, then you hear the mirror come down. It can be distracting if you're shooting in a place that requires quiet, like a church, like during a wedding ceremony or a baptism or any other event that you generally want to be quiet in that can be a distraction. So silent shooting is a great feature. I do want to talk about a couple of the things where Nikon has dropped the ball. One card slot. Most pros will prefer camera bodies with two card slots. The reason being is with two card slots, you can shoot and uh, you can shoot redundant. So if one card happens to fail on you, you don't lose your entire photo shoot. And there's a lot of situations where we can't do a, re a reshoot. Weddings, birthdays, events, concerts, things like that. You cannot go back and reshoot it. It's one and done. And if your memory card happens to fail, then that's it. You lost everything. You and your client are SOL. Another criticism against these mirrorless systems is the lens selection is actually not that great. I suspect most people are going to rely on that F to Z adapter to use their existing F mount lenses on these new on these new cameras because at release they're only going to have three lenses. Now they have a roadmap where they're going to release lenses this year, next year, and the year after, and they have a plan for more lenses, but. At the time of launch, only three native lenses for the camera, and the roadmap has no lenses at f1.4. Now let's compare that to Canon. Canon redesigned their lens mount a while ago when they went from film to digital. They went with a larger mount because they'll allow them to develop larger glass and faster glass at up to f1.2 their l series a lot of the l series of prime lenses will be at f1.4 nikon with their roadmap they don't have any native lenses at f1.4 for the z cameras the they do have a lens that they're calling their knocked lens is at f0.95 which is extremely fast but a downside of that one is that it is manual focus only. I'm not an engineer, so I don't know what it would take to make a lens that fast. But I suspect if they did add an autofocusing system to it, the lens would be a lot bigger than it already is. And it's a pretty big lens. It's a lot of glass to be at f0.95 and manual focus. I don't see a lot of use, well, widespread use of that for most people. I suspect more studio photographers will use that. It should be good for video, but for your everyday shooting, especially if you're shooting things like sports or concerts, it's not going to be really 
practical. One other thing that Nikon kind of missed the mark on is Sony cameras have this feature called IAF, eye autofocus, which is really great at tracking your, tracking your subject's eye and locking on so you get a sharp image. Nikon, for whatever reason, was unable to implement this into their new camera system. They do have a face detection autofocusing system, but it is not as good as the eye detection autofocusing system. You're going to get a lot of people choosing the Sony over the Nikon because of this reason. And I think the biggest reason is going to be that one card slot is the main sticking point, the main criticism I'm hearing about this camera. Take all this with a grain of salt because the camera is not out yet. So we, we don't really know how it's going to perform in the real world and if people are even going to buy it or not. This is just first impressions. My thoughts on the entire system. A single card slot is not a complete deal breaker for me. I've shot professional uh, jobs with cameras that only had one card slot. It is a risk that you are taking, but if that's what you got, that's what you got. At this price though, I don't think I would spend the money for a $2,000 camera body or a $3,000, $3,500 camera body that only has one card slot, especially when I have other options like the D850 that are around that same price that have two card slots. That's a, a, another thing is that the only reason I've really heard that Nikon decided to put a single card slot in this camera is size. They wanted to keep it small, but they are also aiming this system at pros for professionals. Professionals are willing to trade size for function. They will take a larger camera, if a slightly larger camera, if it means an extra card slot. So. I don't know what Nikon's reasoning behind the size argument, because if you look at their top of the line professional DSLRs, the D5, the D850, even the D750, if you add the battery grip, they are pretty big cameras. I know personally, I don't mind a big camera. I actually would prefer a larger camera over a smaller one in most situations. If I'm on a hike or something like that, or I'm on vacation, then I'll take my smaller camera. But in most situations, I want the bigger camera because it's going to perform better with the bigger sensors and it will last longer with the battery in the DSLR. Only time will tell how well these cameras do. I hope that Nikon will listen to its consumers and make some changes for the next line of their mirrorless cameras that they will add a second card slot and they will add some of the things that they are missing that Sony has so they can better compete. There's a few points where Nikon is better than the Sony. For instance, on the Z6, faster frames per second, higher megapixel count on the Z7, higher um, ISO range. Well, it looks like actually the same ISO range that the Sony a7 III has. And there's some things that Sony definitely has over Nikon, like the dual card slots, the IAF, and better lens selection. So we'll see how Nikon um, competes. 
Right now, Sony has overtaken Canon as the number one camera seller in the world. Right now, Canon, Nikon are playing catch up. Canon is slated to announce mirrorless cameras of their own, full frame mirrorless cameras of their own. They do have the M50, but that is a crop sensor mirrorless. And people, well, pros, they want the full frame mirrorless. Full frame cameras tend to perform better in low light and work better with the with the larger glass that the pros already have. Those are my thoughts. I would love to hear yours. Please leave a comment, make a response uh, podcast or even a response video. Post it to my Facebook or Instagram. Reach out. Love to hear from you guys. Until the next time, this is Gerald with the Older Photography Podcast. Thank you.